Hey guys, Tom Laird, voice of advice from a call center geek, CEO at Expedia. Hey, the podcast is brought to you by Expedia Interaction Marketing. We are a 600-seat call center outsourcer. I would love to talk to any of you looking to outsource any of your customer support or your sales functions, looking for political calling or, or just some extra overflow during the holiday season. If you are looking for any type of USA outsourcing support, hit me up. You guys know my LinkedIn. I'd love to talk. This is Advice from a Call Center Geek, a weekly podcast with a focus on all things call center. We'll cover it all from call center operations, hiring, culture, technology, and education. We're here to give you actionable items to improve the quality of yours and your customers' experience. This is an evolving industry with creative minds and ambitious people like this guy. Not only is his passion call center operations, but he's our host. He's the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing Group and the call center geek himself, Tom Laird. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Advice from a Call Center Geek, the Call Center Contact Center podcast. We try to give you some actionable items to take back in your contact center, improve the overall quality, improve the agent experience, improve your customer experience as well. My name is Tom Laird. I am the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing. Expedia is a rapidly growing contact center outsourcer working for lots of different clients dealing with their customer support uh, located here in, in Northwestern PA. I have a little cold, so it's not a bad mic. Uh, you're, it's not your volume. If I sound a little nasally here, I, uh, I apologize, guys. Excited about this episode. I'm excited about a lot of the episodes that we do, but this is kind of a new wheelhouse of things that have really been interesting to me. So we've had a couple, you know, industry leaders in AI, conversational AI, when it comes to customer experience in the contact center. If you've not checked those episodes out, they're phenomenal. Make sure that that you do. But I want to look even further down the road. One of my main jobs at Expedia is to help position the organization for the future. That's why when we started Expedia, we, we didn't say we're Expedia call center, right? We we said Expedia interaction marketing because we knew that there's going to be lots of different interactions and, and lots of different things that we can't even foresee now as we're starting here and, you know, back in 2009, 2010 that are going to be mainstream in the in the coming years. And we want to be a an organization that kind of sees that. So I want to talk to you guys about some of the things that I'm thinking about and some of the ways that I'm positioning the organization to see where customer experience is is possibly going, uh, where the technology is possibly going. I don't know if this is five to 10 years down the road. Some of this is going to be sooner. Some of that might be a little bit uh, further down, but this is kind of an episode that is, I guess, kind of everything I've been doing from a brainstorming standpoint kind of getting ready and positioning ourselves from a strategic standpoint for 2022 when we talk about some of the technologies that we're going to look at. One of the things that we have, we're going to be doing, and I probably shouldn't even announce that I'm probably going to get yelled at by everybody here because it's not, it's not ready yet. We are really looking at Discord. If you don't know what Discord is, the Discord server is basically it's the community manager or IMing tool for all the gamers out there. And it's also turned into the number one and really the only space right now that if you're starting an NFT project, you're going to Discord. And what I have seen, you know, as you guys know, I'm I'm huge into the NFT space, into the crypto space, and, and more into the NFT space than than really even the crypto and, and trading currency. I think that there's just so much, you know, going on with with NFTs. But 
the one thing that I have seen is a lack of support in these communities, right? And these communities can be pretty big. I mean, there can be 30 to 50,000 people, right? And maybe they've purchased NFTs from, from this project and there's issues with them or, you know, maybe one's not showing up in a wallet and, and it can be very frustrating because, you know, let's be honest, a lot of these projects are started with, you know, young, really smart people that maybe have not thought out the full customer journey, customer experience yet. They're not really running this as a business. And I think as we go, that's going to all, that's going to change. And so we're, we're trying to position Expedia. We're going to call our just Expedia Digital. And we're going to look at partnering with, with lots of different NFT projects to handle their full-time moderation, right? So having content moderation and, and that can be as easy as basically it's like a chat for us, but then to offer some things that these guys can't from voice, from SMS to, you know, imagine having a, I mean, I know for those of you who've never been on discord, you're going to be like, what the hell are you talking about? But for those of you that you have, that have, there's very little when it comes to voice right now you can have like a like a, a clubhouse right where you can kind of talk to to a group and and that's that's fine that can be done there but having one-on-one voice as well is something i think that we can offer sms texting but anyway discord i think is something that you're going to see uh maybe not in every industry uh but but something that we're going to kind of position ourselves to, to be able to start to handle the other thing is i don't know if you guys have seen but it is, uh, it's 1021 in 2001 as I'm recording this. And it was either yesterday or the day before Facebook just announced that they are changing their name. That's a, that's a huge, huge thing, right? Because by Facebook changing their name, it's not just changing their name. It's changing their f- entire business model. They understand that, you know, they started as a social media platform. They see that, you know, the people using their platform is dropping, um, that the younger generation, you know, is kind of moving to other things like TikTok and Snapchat and, and those types of, of things. Um, but they also see a huge opportunity in the future technologies of virtual reality and taking that to the next step into the metaverse. And the metaverse is just kind of a generic name for a kind of online worlds, right? Where where you can create communities, where you can create stores, where you can create, you know, land that people can buy digitally. And this is, this really ties into the whole NFT space. This then also ties into the Oculus and to ties into virtual reality so that people can actually be walking and interacting, uh, through, throughout these worlds. Facebook sees that as the next huge thing. I think that they're right. I mean, I, we are still trying and we're working. It's kind of been pushed back because of COVID and some of the things that you know we've had to do here from a client standpoint that have took priority, but we are still going to be trying in 2022 to create uh, a virtual reality contact center with five or six agents that customers can come in, interact with, you know, kind of sit at a desk while they're at their home and work that through. And I think Facebook has taken that to, to times 10, but you're going to start to see that. And this is going to affect every single industry from financial services, especially retail. You know, if retail, I mean, I think that's going to be a, a huge disruptor in that space. I think from customer service and call centers and things that I work on, a huge disruptor in my space. And it's one of the main things that I really want to try to position because not only do I think it's it's fun and interesting, but I think that there's a huge shift uh, towards more online Think about your kids. Think about your your teens. 
Uh, think about your five-year-old or your six-year-old. A lot of them are online a lot. They're playing games like Roblox. They're playing games in these digital worlds. Um, so we, we got to start to account for what is the norm for them. You know, I remember going to college and people were still, this was like 1996 and people were calling it the World Wide web, right? They, they, were, they didn't even say the internet and it was basically, you know, this is how you dial up to the World Wide web. And we saw like the, the first, <laughs> the first uh, web pages and, and kind of we're using the Netscape browser, right? So, I wasn't used to that in my generation, but my kids, your kids are all used to it. Maybe you are used to it. Maybe you're in that generation too. And the technology isn't going to stop. It's going to continue to move. And these guys are going to gravitate towards it. And as they become adults, as they start having you know, money to spend. This is some of the places that they're going to do it. I don't want to pontificate on this too much, but you know, I really, really see a huge shift in where wealth is going to be, where people are going to be investing their capital. My kids, you know, maybe for me and and definitely for my parents, it was, you know, go to college, try to get a good job, have a 401k. Maybe you invest in property or, or an apartment or real estate, right? Things that are pretty conservative. These kids are now either going to go to, going to go to college or they're just going to learn how to program. Not everybody, but this, this kind of track, right? And when they have money to invest, they're going to start to invest it in NFTs, in businesses that are online, uh, the, the real estate, the stock market. That's still going to be an avenue, right? But now there's going to be another player. And there's going to be a lot of wealth that's put into virtual reality, into these worlds, into NFTs that are, have not even been thought of. So again, start to think about that, even from a personal standpoint, start to think about that from your organization. I'm not saying you go out right now and you do anything crazy. But just keep it in the back of your mind when you start to see things. You know, don't bury your head in the sand. Maybe slowly work towards something that is that is moving towards that that world of of trying to interact more online than uh, than, I don't want to say in real life, but kinda. Uh, It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. The other thing is, you've heard me say this four hundred times, so I don't want to take too long on it, but. NFTs are going to change how all of you and how I do business from a smart contract standpoint. Forget the whole, you know, they're just JPEGs of pictures of of animals. Think about the utility that's behind them, the utility in the smart contract, how organizations like, for example, an electric company can create a smart contract with all of their customers that, you know, if they don't make it out to their house in two weeks to, or let's say in two hours, right, to fix their electric, that the smart contract says that they get 15% off their bill, right? All that can be written into a smart contract. No human being is going to have to do that or actually have to facilitate it. The program is going to deal with it. Again, you've heard me use the example of Tickets to games, right? And I, you will see this starting next year where you're going to buy a ticket to a football game, a baseball game, a basketball game. It's going to be an actual NFT. And let's say there's a no hitter or, you know, the, the, your team won, wins a playoff game. You're going to be able to sell that ticket, that digital ticket, which is that digital NFT for money. The team's going to get kick, a kickback on, on a percentage of that as well. That's money that teams see. And that's, that's happening now. So, 
NFTs are a huge thing that you're going to need to think about to start to incorporate, which means that you need to start to incorporate or think about crypto. There's many NFTs that still can be purchased with with fiat, right, with cash. But, you know, from from Bitcoin to Ethereum um, to Solana, there's there's a couple, you know, real big players, especially Ethereum right now in that space. For our Expedia Digital, we are going to collect or have the option to be paid in Ethereum and be paid in Bitcoin. Uh, I think Ethereum will probably be a little bit more for in the, in the NFT space, but we're definitely going to start accepting crypto. Um, if there's any clients, especially in this, in this kind of discord in this digital space, that's kind of what we, what we see. And, you know, kind of getting back to the, the whole Oculus and the virtual reality, there's also going to be a huge push for augmented reality. And I think you've seen that a, a ton already in, in a lot of the apps that, that organizations are coming out with, you know, especially, you know, things like furniture companies and, and Lowe's and, and um, you know, hardware organizations that can kind of show you different things that you can put on your wall. If you hang this picture, if you hang this shelf, what the couch looks like in your room, that's going to go times 10 here, you know, as we move forward in, into different um, operations and organizations with it. I think that's going to have a huge impact in what customer experience and customer support probably even more quickly than virtual reality, the augmented reality of you being able to kind of show a customer how to fix something, um, how you can just, how they, they'll be able to move their phone over the, the broken toy wheel and directions will come out instantly on how to fix that. I think that's a, it's kind of like a YouTube on steroids when it comes to uh, to customer support. So I think that's a another huge piece of, of where we are. So it's kind of exciting stuff. It's kind of scary if you're, you know, maybe of the you know, a generation that, that wasn't used to this and it's coming super fast. The Facebook name change should be the eye opener for all of us that this digital space is not going away. I mean, that is a one of the largest organizations in the world, and they are pivoting and doing a 180 on basically their entire business model and throwing all their eggs into this augmented reality, virtual reality, metaverse concept of where things are going, where kids are going, where organizations and products are going as well. So again, don't keep your head in the sand. Don't make huge rational changes, but start thinking about this stuff. Have these conversations, you know, have these conversations with customers as well. You know, there's going to be a lot of disruption. I think me as a smaller call center, five to 600 seats in, a, in the contact center world is, you know, I'm just a, a boutique mid-tier player, right? But if I can hit on some of these, which I'm trying to do, if I can hit on, on being the customer support center for Discord, for all NFT projects, like there's no reason I can't. Right, I can become a major player very quickly. And I think if you are a major player now, you need to understand that there's going to be so much disruption by people who are very nimble and agile that you need to make sure that you understand that. And if you are one of those smaller people and those smaller organizations, there's no excuse for you not to try to innovate as much as you possibly can to make the changes and to do some things that are totally disruptive because the technology is there. It's just now having the the guts and, and really the know-how to kind of execute through that. But it's going to be an exciting, exciting time, and it's, it's an exciting space. Your customer experience overall is 
has always been, it moved from a very stoic to a very high tech operation very quickly. And now I think it's moving into almost the, the point of leading the, the, the charge here into the next generation of almost customer service 3.0. You heard of web 3.0. I think it's almost CX 3.0 as well. So again, I don't know if that's scary for you, if that's cool, but it's something that's very interesting to me, something that I'm constantly trying to think about, trying to position ourselves in the, in the right, uh, in the right light to make sure that, you know, we don't get left behind. And I know we, we've, we've been doing really well in our legacy business and, and excited to try to uh, be a little bit disruptive here too. But, all right, guys, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, again, we have a bunch of, of stuff on the social side. Please join our LinkedIn uh, call center tips and tactics. Follow me on LinkedIn. I've been doing a, I don't know if you've seen it, but we've been doing scenarios. I've bumped to five scenarios where we're just talking about different operational things that actually happen in your contact center. And we're getting feedback from from the community on, on how they would fix that or how they would handle, you know, a rep that keeps, you know, leaving for break and, and not telling their supervisor who somebody who keeps going, who's worked from home and keeps going, you know, over lunch those types of, of situations that actually come up in the contact center. So make sure you follow me there as well. I'll talk to all you guys next week. Thank you for uh, for listening. And hey, if you get a chance, love to see a couple more uh, reviews on iTunes. That would be great. Thank you.